welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with my good friend, South Stand chum, the bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Welcome everybody to episode number 76, packed with news from the past week, views from us and as well as fellow fans and goodness knows there's plenty of those. This is the only place to get a comprehensive roundup of news on all things going on at Leighton Orient. So let's not mess around. Let's not keep people in suspense any longer. <laughs> let's crack on. And uh, as always, we start with updates from our friends at the Supporters Club. Yep, so Supporters Club. So coaches to Morecambe leave the Supporters Club at 7.30am on Saturday the 3rd of September. Prices are £33 for adults, £30 for concessions and a £3 surcharge to non-members. You can book by either phoning the travel line on 07722135970 or in the Supporters Club at any upcoming home match. Yeah, also the Supporters Club will be open from midday for the Mansfield game at home, that's this Saturday, and from 5 o'clock in the evening for the Stevenage Cup game, which is on Tuesday the 30th of August, so get there early. Yep, and a message for Tim at the Supporters Club. So Tim uh, went into hospital last week, so Tim, we uh, wish you well, appreciate yep. everything you do for the Supporters Club. And um, wish you better, mate. Yeah, his speedy, speedy recovery. recovery. Yep. Yeah, cool. Moving on to Sunday, the 14th of August. So that's two days ago in their final pre-season game. And I tell you what. That was I'm nine gonna... days ago, Mr. Levy. It's Sorry, I long. beg your pardon. Nine days ago. <laughs> I do beg your pardon. But I tell you what, you're gonna have to, we're going to have to get down there and watch the, the old yeah. ladies. Because they absolutely came Bedford 6-1 in a pre-season friendly. Good rescue. Um, Good so, rescue. Yeah, thanks. So um, <laughs> well played to the ladies. They play at the Leighton Stadium. Mylan Stadium. My Stadium. Play. So yeah, so, uh, like you said, they um, I think they won their league last year, and um, moved up a division, moved up a division, and have beat their preseason opponents easily six one, quite comfortably. So, ladies, yeah, um, I think we're gonna have to have a chat with Chris Brayford, the manager there soon. I think as well. Absolutely. So Monday, fifteenth of August. So Andy Hessenthaler and Liam Kelly both spoke to George Sessions, uh, reflecting on the Newport defeat. So Andy Hessenthaler said, Saturday was a really disappointing day, and we can't hide behind anything. We weren't at it in the first half and we've been punished from a set play and ultimately it has cost us points. And Liam Kelly went on to say, expectations should be high and if you look at the squad we have here, we should be winning games. There's no excuse for not achieving that. Expectations should drive you on and the expectation is right. We should be winning games. So initially very, very positive, saying the right thing there. Yep. Um, a lot of teams in this league want to go on, go into a battle. That is their strength and if you play into that it makes it hard we need to play to our strengths and in the second half we did that and created numerous opportunities we didn't use our heads in the first half of the game we've had some great chance and Oli has had a fantastic one that he should have scored even in the first half the ball has been in the box and ricocheting about but we've got to be clinical so yeah. I like that I like what Liam Kelly's got to say an experienced player knows we should have beaten Newport disappointed and like you said, we don't want to get dragged into a war, into a long ball game, which is what most of our opponents want us to get dragged into. Yeah, because um, so that's their style. Absolutely. It works for them. I think it happened a lot last season where it just turned into a long ball game yeah, when we played boring. teams who we were clearly better now but got involved in their game and ended up scraping a draw as opposed to an easy win. So also on Monday, it was confirmed on the website that youngsters Michael Clark and Sam Alderson have gone out on loan to East Farrock in Cambridge City, uh, respectfully. So we wish them both well and good experience there for the young uh, mm. O's kids coming through. Good standard. Good standard. Both, both, both in good leagues. Yep. And so uh, Michael Clark's got a few, I think he's got an equaliser towards the end of the last week. So, you know, like like you said, good standard. And we probably expect more youth players to go out on loan. Um, yeah, interesting to see what's happened to Charlie Granger because it's Sam Sergeant. Sergeant that's taken the seat on the bench. So maybe Charlie's injured, which obviously hope not. But Freddie Moncur, obviously um, Aaron Pollock uh, is named as a sort of reasonably regular yeah. uh, sub. Um, Scott Cashkett seems to be the forgotten guy, uh, along with obviously yeah. Adam Dunn, but that's a different story. Adam Baerjo, maybe Judd Karoma. Yeah, so lots of so good, good young players at the club. Massively. Obviously, that bench is a hard bench to get onto at the moment, so mm. maybe we'll see a few of those or get not. out on loan. But obviously, um, yeah. Or not. Or not. So, yeah, we'll keep you posted as soon as we hear anything. Absolutely. On our social media accounts. So, Tuesday, the 16th of August, so now this is last week, Tuesday, former goalkeeping coach Lee Harrison joined Southend. 
uh, as obviously their goalkeeping coach, so we wish him well. Yeah, not Southend well, but we do wish Lee Harrison well. We only wish Lee Harrison well. <laughs> so there was a game that evening, um, Stevenage at home, so our first, my, like, first game we actually watched the season at Brisbane Road, very excited, great to see so many friendly and familiar faces Absolutely. down there. So team was announced, so in goal, Alex Chizak, uh, at the back was Hunt, Erico, Parks and Semedo, and then uh, in midfield we had Kelly, Atangana, Massey, Cornick, Cox, with a lone man up front in Jay Simpson. On the bench, we had Sam Sargent, Clahessi, Kennedy, Weir, Palmer, Bowery, and Armand Nandale. Yeah, so four changes from Newport was Nicky Hunt, Nigel Atangana, Harry Cornick, and Jay Simpson all start. I think the biggest surprise there was Jay Simpson for everybody. Yes. And Liam, Ke- Liam Kelly took the captain's armband as his vice captain. Yep. Paul McCallum was left out of the squad and just before the team was announced he tweeted absolutely embarrassing followed by another tweet which just read just got told the biggest nonsense of my life okay. so that's as far as we know on that yeah and, and since, then, since then he has then further tweeted saying he's not no longer tweeting anything about football so mm. no major clues but obviously he was very frustrated not to be included uh, in the lineup because he started in the previous home game against Newport and got subbed after about an hour and uh, didn't do too well then. I wonder what's going on there, whether he's clashed with one of the two Andes or the owner or if there's an attitude I think there's probably, probably more to it that isn't coming out of the club. Um, but I guess it'll be interesting to see what developments there are because he scored two goals the previous week against yeah, Fulham yeah. when he came off the bench and he looked, you know, he looked good. And yeah. I guess in his eyes, he, he probably thought he was worthy of at least a place on the bench against Stevenage. And, you know, his uh, feelings got the better of him and he led to that tweet. But, you know... It's a I shame. We'll see what happens with Paul McCann yeah, because yeah, yeah. He, gave, he was unlucky last year with injuries. Looked good this pre-season, but it hasn't really started. And now this, so yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with that. So, your thoughts on the team, then, Paul? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I thought that we would be playing either a four-two-three-one or a four-four-one-one. Um, I thought that we'd have Cox. Um, Cornick and Massey behind Simpson um, or potentially Massey playing off Simpson if, if it was a 4-4-1-1 um, surprised slightly but very pleased to see um, Jay Simpson back in the squad again on paper a very capable attacking side but also built for defending as yeah. well so agree. very very pleased with that I agree I didn't like expect to see five midfielders I think we discussed it on an earlier podcast that we were quite well set up to play one up front but we didn't think it would actually happen um, but I like it I like the ambition of the team and again a strong looking team on paper with lots of option on the bench at the time of rush, also for Sammy Moore and for Aaron Pollock, yeah. who can't even get in that squad. And that shows you the, the strength of that squad for, for last Tuesday night home to Stevenage. Yeah. Also, I mentioned to um, Howard Gould, yes. who gave us the opportunity to do the flag waving around the pitch, which we uh, duly accepted and took part in, along with a few of our South Stand buddies and a few other people. Um, so, great experience that I really enjoyed that, and we've done the Guard of Honour. We did, and you got to shake a certain person's hand. Yeah, I wanted to tell everyone. I shook Jay Simpson's hand yeah. um, as he walked past me. I said, "Come on, Jay, let's have a goal tonight." And he grabbed my hand and shook it, and you know, it was good. To, it was good to um, be out there. It was really exciting. But again, massive Isn't thanks nice. to Howard Gould and and you know the Lane Orient Trust for getting us involved in that. You don't realise how big the pitch actually is until you're standing on it. So when I was stood there and I was doing some filming, and and you're sort of looking around to see where we sit. Oh yeah, it looks like really far away but when you're actually in your seat looking onto the pitch it's really different mate try playing on it I played in that play with a ledger match oh yeah, I was yeah, yeah. Cream in front of three and a half thousand people <laughs> yeah. um, so the match kicked off yeah. uh, Steven has looked to attack early on so like Paul you thought we started in a 4-2-3-1 formation yeah. with Kelly and Atangana sitting back as the defensive midfielders yeah. and then Massey attacking on the left Cox in the middle and Cornick on the right and Simpson playing as the lone front man. Yeah, so we were talking about that as the team was released. Yeah. We were walking down Leighton High Road. I like it. I do like that. that I like it. It's my preferred lineup actually. Um, So as early as two minutes, Alex Shisak is called into action as he has to make an early save from Joby McEnough as Ben Kennedy fired the rebound over. Um, Joby really should have scored yeah, that really we were um, lucky. I down the other end it was a bit of a lucky let off for us good save but Joby should have placed it in the corner he can't have placed it in the middle of the goal so Chizak um, saved it well but then their man um, Kennedy really should have scored the rebound I still can't believe Joby McEnough is playing for Stevenage <laughs> I know it's crazy I really can't it's crazy and then just a minute later it should have been 1-0 against Stevenage but Tom Parks produced a brilliant clearance on the line to deny Ben Kennedy again actually who chipped the ball well over Chizak he got a good connection Got over Chizak's head. Chizak was just stranded. 
nowhere and parked with a fantastic goal line clearance. Apparently, it was his mistake that led to that situation. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't remember that, but I remember Hess saying post-match that it was his mistake. He recovered very well. That then. he recovered yeah. absolutely brilliantly. So, um, in the eighth minute, a nasty challenge on Nigel Atengana from uh, Franks. Uh, saw him get a booking. Yep. That was a bit un- unpleasant, unnecessary. Yeah, Atengana yeah. was down for a couple of minutes. He and was. In the 20th minute, we took the lead. Uh, as Gavin Massey managed to finish the move started by Cox on the left so Cox who was playing in the middle kind of drifted out to the left and it was the first time he really had the ball um, got on the left put in a great cross for Jay Simpson who done very well actually didn't he Simpson to help adjust his body uh, and he had an effort that was going in Jamie Jones pulled off a great save Cornick followed up with his header and that hit the post stroke bar the ball came back out to Massey, smacked it in and 1-0. And Jamie Jones finally beaten at Brisbane Road since yeah. the first time since he left. Yeah, because it, yeah, it, it kept some clean sheets before. But yeah, we the South Stand were giving him quite a hard time. Yeah. And it seemed to rattle him quite a bit as well, which is yeah. always pleasing. But, so just five minutes later, Gavin Massey almost got his second and Orient second. He had a great chance, but um, he looked for the pass instead of taking the shot. Yeah, maybe so. should have been a bit more selfish there. Maybe. Maybe. But shows you the character that he is then. Absolutely. And in the 27th minute, McEnough almost equalised as he got into the area. Um, he got into a great position again and he should have shot, but instead he kind of passed it and no one was expecting the pass and the ball kind of yeah. drifted wide and the Semedo cleared it, but we were quite lucky again there um, at 1-0. Yeah, and in the 37th minute... Um, there was another goal, um, and a rather unsurprising, a, a, surpri- yeah. a non-surprising goal scorer. I think the surprising way was the way he scored it. So um, the ball comes in, and Dean Cox basically superbly heads it from about twenty odd yards out. I think it was just on the edge of the eighteen yard box, maybe just slightly a yard or two either way. The ball basically hit the inside of one post, and it sort of moved over the line towards the other post and, and, and basically Jamie Jones was just stood there like a statue it was a fantastic goal it was a very well placed uh, across from Cornick who Cornick really impressed it. me actually Cornick was very good works hard um, doesn't he Harry Cornick do you know what he was just much better than what I thought he'd be when I, I read we'd signed him I, I really wasn't excited because I we, don't, know, we didn't know about him did we? we didn't know about him and I was like well Cox would be on the left Massey would be on the right and Cornick would be covering but yeah really impressed with Cornick great yeah. delivery great header by Dean who leapt like a salmon <laughs> um, to head it into the back of that and again Jones just absolutely no chance and I think the ground was relieved to be two up it made the players relax more great to see Dean Cox score a competitive goal uh, in his first in his first start yeah. competitive start of his road great to see Jamie Jones have such a bad game yeah um, so loads of tweets following that one we'll just mention was from Taffhill63 who said a majestical effort he leapt like a salmon to get above the defenders and he really did a great leap on a there was no oh, Mr. Cox very around him. No, very Ronaldo esque. It was a free header. There was no. It was, around. but it was a difficult header, mate. Oh yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. The technique he used, he proper put his neck muscles through it. Great. And goal. put his head through it. So no, I take nothing away from Dean. It was a very, very good goal, and you could see the sense of relief yes. on, on him as well. So as half time um, approached, Jamie Jones was was really all over the place. He dropped a, a cross, and Gavin Massey's. Uh, follow-up shot was blocked for a corner. Um, shame we couldn't go in 3-0 at half-time. Yeah. But I mean, that should have been 3-0. But I mean, by this point, Jamie Jones is a completely deflated man. Like, yeah. As the half went on, I think the crowd started to get into him more and more. By the time the half finished, he couldn't get off that pitch quick enough. No, he couldn't. Which is a shame <clears> because, like I said, he had a good. He, he, was, a, he was a good goalkeeper for him. And it, when but, he was but fit. he'll be remembered for you know, that Wembley era and that tweet. I think it's more that tweet. Yeah, which is a shame because he'd done well, but... You know, it just goes to show you if you're a professional footballer, you shouldn't really shouldn't get involved in that, and that's what happens when you upset three, four thousand yeah. people. So half time whistle went two 0 Good first half performance. Um, you know, we went as far as say fantastic half performance. Looked a bit dodgy early on in defence, but looked great in attack. And Cornix, Cox, and Massey as that free attacking midfield trio looked really just superb. Show. Just looked so brilliant. Superb. Nick Ransden tweeted us. He said he had to explain to my nine year old. That we hadn't signed Messi. Very good. So Messi, I like Messi, that. Yeah. Messi, yeah. So attendance announced at 3,779 with 304 Stevenage supporters. Good time. Um, and second half kicked off with no changes for the O's. Yeah, but just six minutes into the uh, into the second half, um, Robbie Weir comes on for Nigel Atangana. Yeah, so that's following Atangana's earlier challenge on him where he was kind of, I think, given a couple of minutes to see if he could run it off in the <coughs> second half, but he couldn't. Yeah. Uh, but it shows you the strength that Robbie Weir comes on, you know, 51st minute, good replacement. And in the 61st minute, another chance for J.B. McEnough, who took a volley on from just inside the area. 
um, and it went wide. And I think at that point we were kind of knew like we weren't going to lose that game. Well, I certainly did sitting in the south stand. Right. I wasn't kind of nervous <clears throat> at that point anymore. Just right, went, this is done here. Yeah. Okay. Sixty-sixth uh, minute, Barry comes on for Dean Cox, who got a, who gets a superb reception. Yeah, deservedly so. And he looked knackered at the end, Dean Cox. Yeah. But well played to Dino. Seventy-fourth yeah. uh, minute, Ollie Palmer came on for Jay Simpson, who also got a great reception. And it was great to see Jay Simpson start. And it was also a bit of a surprise as well. Yeah, I thought so. But Jay done very well considering he must have been quite rusty coming into that match because he hadn't had much for any action. He'd not been playing for the reserves as far as we know. And great that he just went in stone cold into a competitive match. And didn't look out of place. He looked good, looked like the old Jay Simpson. You know, yeah. a few like flash touches, but couldn't get that goal. But it's, it's his movement when he hasn't got the yeah. ball that takes defenders and makes holes for people to fill in. So, in the seventy-fifth minute, our third goal of the game came from Gavin Massey tapping at the far post following a Bowery cross. Massey with his second of the game and, and the third goal of the season. So it's good that we've got goals coming from different parts of the pitch this season, for Bowery, rather than just relying on one one person. For Bowery, done really well. Got it on the right, drove Did. it, put in a decent ball that got deflected, and Massey was kind of anticipated it and waiting yeah. for a ball to come to him. And a good Just finish, actually. Yeah. Good finish. Jamie Jones, although we obviously dislike him, no chance of any of the goals. All good finishes. All good finishes. Had yeah. No chance. So, yeah. Good goal from Massey. Massey looks like he can finish a ball under pressure mm-hmm. as well. So, Which very happy important. with that. Absolutely. And from what I um, understand from an interview that Hested, he was saying that. They've told Massey to be that that striker that anticipates yeah. the back post. Good. So good. It's good to see it's it's coming the fruits of the labour, if you like. Yeah, and eighty seventh minute, Chizak was called into action, um, but made an easy save really from a Gorman effort, which rolled into his hands, but nice easy save there for Alex Chizak. Yeah, and then three minutes of injury time are played, and for the first time this season, rocking all over the world, blares out as the match finished three 0 to the Orient. Fantastic. So, so after the match, Andy Hassenthaler said you always ask your team to respond to a defeat and we certainly did that tonight as I say we started the game pretty slow which was a little bit disappointing but they'll be saying if they took their early chances the game could have been different but they didn't we grew into the game and started creating our own chances unfortunately for us we took them yep um, uh, Andy Hessenthaler also told Dave Victor that he was pleased with the response of his players from Saturday's defeat impressed with the quality of the goals delighted to have Jay Simpson available again and that Nigel Atangana is unfortunately a doubt for Grimsby on Saturday so yeah. probably a bit premature to be saying stuff like that but bearing in mind he hadn't had a scan or anything I like think that. I made a note of that a bit later on but I've said that a couple of times players won't be available for forthcoming games I don't know if they do that to confuse the opposition but they've done Fine. that with Nicky Hunt um, and they've done that with Ware pre Cheltenham both, and both ended up starting and he's done it with Aston Garner prior right. to Grimsby so maybe it's and a Nigel started it that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. maybe it's a tactic to kind of Maybe so sometimes you can say nothing and have the exactly the same impact. Though. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a wonderful summer's evening under the lights it with was. you. And third everyone, game of the so season this yeah. year, three nil. Third game of the season last year, yeah. three nil. So, so there's, there's something in the threes there yeah. for Stevenage and us. So uh, for me, I think that was a complete performance. To a man, I thought we were excellent. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to replicate that every week. Defence is still a slight worry, um, but if we play like we did against Stevenage, I think we're going to be fine. Um, and it was great to see how rattled Jamie Jones got after all the stick he got from the <laughs> south stand. Uh, I'm not bitter, honest. Um, but no, it was a good game. Stevenage were pretty woeful. I'd be surprised if they weren't in a relegation scrap come the end of this season oh, really? as well. Yeah, oh, I, I don't know. They, they were quite woeful. They've got a couple of good players. Uh, Franks and uh, Dean Wells are, are pretty good, and obviously Joby, but... They're twenty four as well. Look pretty good, but you know you can't have four four players carrying a whole set for a whole, whole eleven. But yeah, your thoughts? Cool. Um, after a shaky first five minutes, we settled into the game well. I like the formation. I thought we gave all the three attacking midfielders the freedom to be creative and run with the ball, and they were all swapping positions at, at times in the game, which was good. The first goal was a relief, and then we were pushed on from there. Delighted for Dino. Uh, I thought Simpson was brilliant. Obviously, it was my handshake that helped them out there. Good. Absolutely, um, you take credit for that. Absolutely, really impressed with Cornick as I'd said. First time I'd seen him play, I thought he was excellent as well as Massey. I also liked Kelly, who I knew I'd like, and I thought Ericott, who seems to be splitting a bit fans' uh, opinion. I thought he was really good. I thought he was really good actually. Um, and then I put it's very important to push on from here on Saturday and turn four points into nine into seven points from twelve at Grimsby. That was how I finished that. And turn four points from nine into seven points. Yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah. loads of your views in. We can't mention all of them, but we'll mention selection. So starting off with at MX Quicks, who said 
if we play and create this many chances every game, then we're going up. At Ben LOFC said, superb team performance, calm, collected and professional. Every player played their part. Man of the match for him was Kelly. Centre-backs were also excellent tonight, won everything and looked solid. Um, I'm in the not-so-sure camp about Erico, if I'm going to be honest. You wait, you'll be fine. You'll be fine, he'll be fine. Uh, great to meet you, Ben LOFC. In, in the Royal Cafe, Cafe yeah. yeah. Uh, great to meet you. Uh, at Richie J. Bourne. It's a nervy start, but excellent finish. Coxie head up and two more for Massey. I couldn't wish for more. At Robert Lock 14, the players proved tonight they can play good football. Common sense prevailed with Simo. Now on to Grimsby. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Good tweet there. At Orient Fan TV, said three points, three goals, clean sheet, Cox header and a double for Massey. Happy days. At ALB three, uh, 6399, very happy with tonight. Shows how good we can be when we keep it on the floor. At Engana, Cornick, Samedo, Massin, Erico, especially good. Yeah, at Wells1881, Lee said, I'm a jinx. I didn't go and we won. I should be banned like the Hendons, <laughs> which is brilliant, which we haven't mentioned and we won't get into it, but very good. Um, go on, you mentioned it now. Well, Linda Hendon tweeted that her and her husband, Ian, a former manager, were not welcome uh, by, by Mr. Bichetti's uh, inv- invitation. But we don't know if that was as a corporate guest or if it was for a turnstile guest. There's a difference between being a corporate guest and paying on the gate. But yeah. anyway, Lou Wells, fantastic tweet. At CM Oriental, good solid result and good to bounce back after Newport. At Sam Castanis, this is a very good tweet actually. Yeah. Huge difference when Palmer doesn't play, removes the safe option of hoofing it. And forces the players to keep passing it. Sam, superb tweet. Yeah. Uh, Samuel, LOFC 97. Performance excellent. Defence outstanding. First time in a while. Cornick, Massey and Cox look dangerous. Good to have Jay back. A lot yeah. of love for Jay Simpson. Absolutely. Cornick, Cox and Massey here. Yep. At Josh Baker underscore 13. Said Parks and Errorpot fantastic. Massey was great. Simpson is class. Didn't score but draws players out by his runs. I think you mentioned that before. Nigel and Kelly are solid together. Dino Wangley unfit though. Also, Cornick was excellent. Man of the match must go to Parks. Samara was a great player, but his decision making is improving. But I'm sure that he will. That will happen as he gains experience. Good point on Samara actually. Yeah, it will. He's getting a lot of plaudits, but like yeah. you said, like you know, it's, that will come. It's still a work in progress. At Sam Harborn, one much much better tonight. Gavin Massey looks like he'll be a very important player for us. Yeah, at Wadsey, so different team from Saturday. At last, a decent performance at home. Cornick was the man in the match for me. This is great. If Carlsberg did nightmare returns for ex-O's goalkeepers who slagged their former club off after they leave. Dot, dot, dot. Very good one. <laughs> like that. Like it. Yeah, favourite that. At Magic underscore Johns. Amazing what happens with width and balls in the box, not just lumping it. Three good balls, three goals. Yeah, good point, good actually. Point. Three good crosses and three good finishes. Yeah. yeah. At Me Table Obscure. So a great win. Nice to see us being positive. A massive shout out to the Stevenage fans on their drumming at Leighton Station in regards to they drummed all the way back to Leighton Station after they did, the match. So, but I also thought their drumming in the stand was yeah. also very good. So credit to them. Absolutely. Considering what, you're 3-0 down, what, third, game, Tuesday in, night third game of the season. Yeah, yeah, fair play to them actually. Uh, Jamie Buck 98 said, this is what happens when you keep the ball on the deck. Cornick was quality. Yeah, at Chaz Porch. Said highlight the game. Jamie Jones finally manages to find <laughs> Orient players from goal kicks. Very good there, <laughs> Amazing. Chaz. At M0PHO said, what a difference. No spare parts tonight, which is a very good point. The team were hungry and the crowd were behind them. More of the same, please. Yeah, at John J. Miller. So the great 85 minutes, calamitous first five, though. Should have been two down, but for some woeful Stevenage finishing. Yeah. yeah. At LOFC1978, much better. Hunt, Nigel, Simpson and Cornick, man of the match. All came in and played well. No Palmer meant no hoofball. More, please. The second person to say that. I think there were a yeah. few more as well. At best, Nuka JP just said, so much better. The changes from the team made it win the game. Cox and Massey goals were superb. <laughs> Let's back the boys on Saturday. At Dumark, uh, at Dunmark, sorry, said, loving it, apart from the dodgy start. Thought Erico had a good game, as did pretty much everybody else. There's a lot of love for Erico out there, there mate. Is. There yeah. is. At Taser Jr. said, gave away a couple of chances. Other than that quality performance, Simpson looked hungry. Yeah. Cox, Cornick and Massey ran the game. I mean, that is a strong front four. For me, that's a really strong 100%. front four. Yeah, absolutely. Joe underscore Pavit. Was that the 1980s Brazil team I just watched or Leighton Orient? <laughs> Incredible game. Dean Cox, headed goal equals promotion. <laughs> At Speno, 0-1-1. Says, going forward, we look really good. At the back, well in truth, could have been two down, but overcame and we won. I feel quite excited. At Jaden underscore Christie 13. Thought Parks and Erico played immense at the back. Cornick also played superb. Great to see Massey and Cox score. Yeah, at the Menace 1881. So much better balance tonight. 
team included four wingers with all three goals from crosses. Cornick, Parks and Kelly were excellent. Yes, they were. At the Authentic Gaz, different class from Saturday. Started a bit slowly, but never looked troubled. A great team performance, onwards and upwards. So it's nice just to read just pure positive tweets for the most part it's yeah. just, that was nice reading though it made objective. Smile. very good and objective. you know I didn't realise that all three goals came from three quality crosses and it's really good and you know the good thing about that is lots of players being singled out for praise not just one or two there was about five or six in there yeah. who always came up so thanks for all your tweets we mentioned what we can um, so the prediction league is going very strongly loads of predictions this season it's going to be a very tight league uh, and following the Stevenage game, congrats to at Nino Barone 27, at Robolock 14, at Colin Jeffrey 67, at Tom P 1984, at D David Do who predicted 3-0, and a special congratulations to at Joe underscore Pavitt, who also predicted the score and got the bonus point for predicting the correct goal score. So well done to everyone, and we'll be giving an update after the Grimsby game about the league table. It's very close. Stay to tuned for that. Yep, fact fans. And moving on now to Wednesday the 17th of August. It was a 51st birthday to Andy Hessen Tyler, so early present for him at the previous evening. Yeah, three points. Yep. Happy birthday to Andy. Um, later on in the day, it was announced that Sammy Moore joins Dover Athletic of the Vanarama Premier Division on loan until 14th of January. So for me, I was really surprised by that. I think Moore's, you know, had a part to play this season, especially considering where probably isn't fit yet because he had the bug and he got a leg injury in pre-season. Uh, Asangana got injured against Stevenage and hurt his leg. Um, so for me, I was quite surprised to see that. I've got to confess. I thought I think he's a good League 2 player. I'm surprised he's dropped down to conference and not gotten into another League 2 club. Mm. That surprised me, I've got to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm, he's hardly been involved in matches, so it's not surprising in that regard. But I am disappointed because I like Sammy. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, we, we, we interviewed him at the training ground last Christmas and... You know, he's a really nice lad and, and obviously he's gone there because he's got to think of his career. I think he's in the last year of his contract, yeah. so he's got to think of his young family as well. I mean, he seems like a good character to have on the pitch alongside. He seems like, Absolutely. You know, and, I, and he's a ball player as well. He likes to get it on yeah, the floor. He thought, likes to ping it about. So I thought he was very good last season, but I can understand his reasons for wanting to leave, but I was just surprised it was over. I'm surprised like Wimbledon might think I'm back in for him. I know they've got promoted or like maybe a Barnet or like a more local team, but... Mm. You know, budgets, all sorts of bits have got to be taken into account. I guess there. we'll see how he gets on. But Dover, I think he was at Dover before he was at Wimbledon, so maybe that's the connection. Why yeah. he would have gone back there to consider that. Yeah, and if they're looking to push on, he yeah. could be that that missing link for them. Yep. Yeah. So something we've introduced this season that's gone down very well uh, on social media is our caption contest. So on Wednesday it was our second one that we've done, and this time it was uh, the Jamie Jones caption contest. So Simon O'Connor, who's a club photographer, took a masterclass photo. Uh, perfect photo of Jamie Jones in mid-blink, holding the ball in one hand. So we asked you for your captions. Uh, there are just too many to mention. Uh, but thanks to everyone who replied, there were some absolute corkers in there. They were absolutely ones. superb. Um, it's on our Facebook page. You're welcome to go there. It's in the other Facebook chat groups as well. Stand up for the Orient, Leighton Orient chat. Come on, you O's, Fantasticos. Come on, you O's away days and Fantasticos. Yeah. So they're all on there. You can check our timeline as well. Yeah, so um, if you want to get involved, yeah. just leave a comment against the photo. Also on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but try and keep it semi clean because we're not, you know, don't want too well, many kids spoilers. read it. So yeah. we don't want kids to be to be reading that sort of stuff. There's some superb answers. Thanks for all of those. Yeah, some maybe, some proper some maybe laugh actually laugh on the train. Yeah. yeah. So Thursday the 18th of August then, following his two goals against Stevenage, Gavin Massey is named in the official English Football League team of midweek. So well done to Gavin. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, contested over Championship League 1 and League yeah. 2, so that's an achievement in itself to get in that. So Friday 19th of August, Andy Hessenthaler spoke to George Sessions ahead of the Grimsby game and had this to say. He said, Grimsby's a tough place to go, they've just got promoted and I've played there myself and been there. It's a tight ground, a nice pitch, and there'll be a good atmosphere. It's a long journey, so we've got to make sure we go up there and get a result. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Later yep. on in the day, Armin Nandole, bit of a bolt out the blue this. He joined Blackpool on a permanent transfer. So, don't know if there was a fee involved, and, and I'm not sure how long the contract is, but he's off our books now, and he's gone... It was two years he signed with it. Oh, he signed for two years. Signed for two okay. years. I mean, to me... That came a bit out of the blue as well. Uh, and slightly surprised we signed him to Blackpool because I think Blackpool are going to be a promotion rival of ours. I, I think they've started yeah. well. I think once they start winning games, they'll get some of the crowd back on side. I was surprised by that. Um, he wasn't the best or the most hard-working of strikers, but I thought he was okay. And I thought he knew where the net was. He Against Crawley last season, he was unstoppable in that first half. Yeah. Two goals and just looked ridiculously good. 
um, but never really got the relationship with the fans um, that I guess he wanted, and especially after he scored last season against Dagenham and Redbridge when he cut his ear after he scored and got whipped off straight away. Um, but no, I'm a bit disappointed if I've got to be honest, especially when we don't know what's going on with Jay Simpson, especially when we don't know what's going on with Paul McCallum. Seems a bit risky to uh, let Nandale go. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm surprised by this. I mean, he's, he is a goal scorer. He hasn't had enough of an opportunity, I don't think, which is probably why he hasn't built yeah. up that reputation, yeah. that rapport with the fans. Um, we only signed him in January. So he's only been with us six months. We paid a fee for him, so I'd be keen to know if we got a feedback for him. And obviously, he wasn't in Hess's short or mid-term plans, yeah. so he's moved on. Um, so good luck to him. Yeah, and we him well. Except against Orient, but good luck. Yeah, so I hope at our promotion party in Blackpool, he... Um Comes and joins us. <laughs> can come up the tower with us, can't he? Amazing. So Saturday, 20th of August, the under-18s in the morning. At it again, mate. Beating Gillingham 5-0 with a hat-trick from Tristan Abrahams, as well as goals from Stephen Ozarte and an own goal. So again, well done, the young merger. Every Saturday morning, amazing. mate. 4-0, 5-0, 5-1, 4 We're going to have to get to the training ground and watch some Absolutely. Of these, you know, yeah, absolutely. So then later on in the afternoon, we had Grimsby away from home. Uh, the team lined up as Chisak in goal, Hunt, Erico, Parks and Semedo in defence, Kelly, Atangana, Massey, Cat, uh, Cox and Cornick uh, were in midfield with Bowery up front. Yep, subs. Okay. Yep. No go. Sergeant, Kennedy, Ware, Palmer, Pollock and Karoma. So interestingly, only six, six substitutes of Jay Simpson pulled out of the game due to a back injury. Um, presumably he would have started or been the seventh sub. Started out of me. I know yeah. he got substituted on Thursday night, but that's probably more game management than, Absolutely. than anything. But we Definitely. don't know what's happened. Very strange that one. So you're there. Yeah, your thoughts on the Yeah, team? so on, on paper, in my opinion, a team that really should beat every team in this division. Um, they're very capable. Surprised that Simpson isn't playing um, in view of the game that he played on Tuesday. But I do like the 4 2 3 1 formation. Yep, my views. Happy with that team. Like I said earlier before, I thought Aston Garner might start, even on Tuesday night when Hess was like, oh, I'm not sure. Seemed to be a tactic where, yeah, the management say a player was injured and ends up playing. I got noted where at Cheltenham. Surprise, only six subs. And for me, you know, communication was spoken about at Meet the Chairman night and Bichetti thought that wasn't a problem. But for me, the club have got to communicate better with fans. You know, the Jay Simpson injury tweet or announcement went out at 2.45 which is 45 minutes after the team team lineup was announced so it's 45 so minutes so in that 45 minutes fans jumped to conclusions and who can blame them for the way the you know, communication has been handled all led to a situation that was completely avoidable announced the team no Jay Simpson today guys he's got a back injury done no one worries about it everyone goes okay he's got a back injury fair enough let's move on and concentrate but in that 45 minutes between 2 and 2.45 you get people just not knowing what's going on and all easily avoidable uh, and also if Jay did pull out in the morning of the game could the club not have got one of the squad players in the morning to travel up from wherever they were to Grimsby and announce them as a seventh sub seems silly to me and I think someone mentions, mentions it in a later tweet saying you've got all these squad players could you have not got one up there to be the seventh sub um, also still no word at this point that Paul McCallum very odd yeah very odd um, so loads of views once the team went out Again, can't uh, read them all, but we'll read us a selection. So firstly, from at Peakins, why get rid of two players in the week if we don't have enough players to fill the bench? At Sam Boast 1, goals can come from any of the front four. 4 2 three, one system would work well for us this season. Yeah, at John M. Panh 2 says, Clahessi, McCallum, Granger, Doherty, Simpson and Moncur not chosen for the last subspace. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Bazal 73 assume travelled... Uh, with the full squad, someone, Simpson, is ill or injured, too late to call up a reserve left at home. So yeah, that's probably odd. why if he's pulled out in the yeah. morning, it might just be too late to do that. Yeah, so the match kicked off and with four minutes gone, a long ball forward and Eric got struggled to handle the ball in the wind. Uh, Omar Bogle get, got in, but she's at blocks well. That's a superb name, Omar that's Bogle. A, that's a great name, <laughs> Bogle. The mind Bogles. Um... James Barrett has an effort saved by Alex Chisak with five minutes on the clock. We then can see the corner, which is headed wide by Luke Summerfield. So a lot of early pressure. A lot of early pressure from Grimsby. Um, I, I think guess that's what we expected. So 19th minute. Grimsby got a penalty appeal waved away as Craig Disley uh, theatrically dived following a challenge from Sandro Semedo. Um, 24th minute. Jordan Bowery crosses in and Josh Gowling clears, which hits Sean Pearson and just goes over the bar. Yeah, 30th minute. Bogle again. <laughs> uh, shot quickly. Chisak tipped it over the bar. 
Ivan Eriko got booked in the 33rd minute after a challenge on Ashley Chambers. Yeah, and in two minutes of injury time in the first half were played and the half-time whistle went. So not too much to talk about, not too much goal action, but it seems like we didn't really play that well in the first half. See, getting booked so early on in the match, like a third way of the way through the match, means oh, that you're on it. 10 to Stop hooks. it. You're on 10 to hooks for the rest of the game now because you make one more mistake and you get a yellow, you're gone. Oh, mate, that happens. I wouldn't worry about that. For some reason, Paul's not a happy man with Erica at the moment. Mm, I don't know. I thought he was very good. Um, he was good for a game against a rubbish team. <laughs> Let's so not get carried away. Half-time, nil-nil. Yeah, general feeling. A poor first half from Orion. And we need to be much better in the second half. Again, lots of tweets. But we thought at Paul W-E underscore UK summed up well as he was there. Who just said, really poor. Lucky to be nil-nil here. Yeah, attendance was 4,991 with 347 away, which is a decent crowd. Yeah, so well done to the Orient faithful who who travelled up. Yep, so second half kicked off. No changes for the O's. Uh, started the pretty much same as the first half as Chizak made the save from Jackson uh, after he got away from Tom Parks in the 47th minute. 49th minute, James Berry heads over the crossbar. Yep, 54th minute. So best move from the O's in the match so far. This Cornick showed great skill. Uh, and a massive shot got deflected for a corner 58th minute goal for the O's as Liam Kelly bags his first goal for the club poking home after Bowery's cross was was terribly fumbled by the uh, Grimsby goalkeeper um, and, and Kelly was there on hand to just dink it in so an awful mistake and a goal gifted to us but you know we'll take any goal as it comes and well done to Liam I mean that was a pretty awful goalkeeping that was terrible I mean, there was no pace on that cross he's just gone down early and just spilled it and you know it's nice to have that luck on our side for once because I think last season didn't get much luck Correct. at all so it's good to see Kelly maybe anticipating the keeper's mistake yeah um, and great to see and you know we'd revered the storm at that point and got ourselves in the lead which was good so 63rd minute Dean Cox delivered a season cross into the box which was flash wide by Tom Parks and that's the last that Dean Cox had to uh, of note for us because in the 72nd minute he was substituted and replaced by Oli Palmer yeah and in the 77th minute you knew that man Palmer was going to score against his former club so just five minutes after coming on Palmer doubled our lead to make it 2-0 so he capitalised on a defensive mistake by Pearson uh, who kind of went to control it slipped over and then Oli was in yeah. uh, clean through I've got to say, Oli Palmer did finish that very well past the keeper. And for me, you know, doing what he does best there, chase the ball down, force the defender into an error, and showed good composure. For a man who must be under a lot of pressure following the Newport game, Yeah, showed good composure to score there. And it's very similar to his goal um, last season away at Carlisle. Once he got in round the back of defence, had the keeper just to be, took it well, cool well. head on him. And, head he, on him. and he picked that up in the centre circle as well, yeah, by the way. So he he's had well. to run a fair way to get that with a player closing him down as well. So Good finish. Play. I think from his celebration, you could <coughs> tell he was relieved, kind of walked off into like the fans and walked. Um, and stood there. and Yeah. yeah. Well done, Ollie. Good finish, mate. That was yeah. a good finish. I enjoyed in that. In the 10 minutes later, in the 87th minute, Massey kicked the ball away and got booked. Stupid. Don't yeah. need to be doing that. Absolutely. Especially at 2-0. Don't need it. Don't need it. So four minutes of injury time were played. And in the 92nd minute, Grimsby pulled a goal back as Vos had a deflected strike uh, from just inside the box that gave Chizak no chance, which made it 2-1. Um, yeah, like no chance. Chizak flew past him. Yeah. And two yellow cards followed for Grimsby after that, but the O's held out yeah. for a good 2-1 win on the road away to Grimsby. Andy Hessenthaler didn't speak after the match. He left it to assistant manager Andy Edwards, who said, We were under the cost for the first period and we defended the last line of defence very well. I thought Alex Chizak was called into action but did his job magnificently and we knew we needed to improve in the second half and I thought we did that we defended better and we knew the attacking force we've got that chances would come Jay made himself unavailable this morning of uh, the morning of the game with a back problem so he wasn't in contention Jay took himself out of selection of the selection process this morning due to the back injury suffered Tuesday night any conjecture about him moving I know nothing about that yep so interesting there so Jay made himself unavailable in the morning of the game so that's the reason given and then he also went on to say, Andy Hessenthaler, that said, Paul McCallum wasn't Andy. in the Sorry, Andy Edwards, yes. He went on to say, Paul McCallum wasn't in the squad. You'll have to ask the manager why he wasn't in the squad. But for me, well, we can't ask the manager why he's not in the squad because you're doing the interview. So surely you're just deflecting that question. And for me, you know, again, I don't like being negative about the, the, the management interviews or whatever. Second time this season they've done that when either Edwards or Hess has been asked a big question and they've completely avoided it so with Edwards not answering the McCallum question and the same as Hess avoiding the Jay Simpson's question earlier in the season by saying he was unavailable and did no more than that but 
come on, you've got to be honest with the supporters, you know, but I think we deserve a bit more. We're not stupid. Absolutely. And people will also jump to the wrong conclusions, which can't be a good thing for the club or the player. Yeah, so Andy obviously was, was, you know, in other words, he didn't want to say. But, Absolutely. Um, so moving on then, um, I know it's too early still, but after four games, we are fourth in the league with seven points from 12 that are available. Decent start. Obviously, it's early days. We've played four. We've won two, drawn one, lost one, and we've got a positive three goal difference, and we're on seven points. So, yeah, I mean, I think we all probably would have taken that. New team, new management. Yeah. Um, I think we all probably would have taken that. Although I guess we all would have expected to beat Newport, which is the frustrating part. So I guess if we would have beat Newport, would be ten points out of twelve and be laughing. So yeah, not bad early doors. So your views on the game uh, yeah. on Saturday? Two games, two wins, two clean sheets. Yeah. Um, that's not two clean sheets, is it? Well, My it bad is for the week. Yeah. But yeah, so two games, two wins. Fantastic for us. Really glad that Oli Palmer got a goal as his work rate doesn't really reflect his goal ratio. Successful teams of goals coming from all over the pitch, so it's good our midfielders have got on the score sheet this week. We move up the league and it gives us a springboard to push on. Back-to-back wins as well, um, which is also very important. Also, I think people need to be a bit more positive about the club and not everything's a conspiracy. I think people just need to focus on you know, the fact that a team is able to go out there and win a football match. It doesn't really matter now that in that extent that Jay Simpson uh, wasn't wasn't playing it's just I know how it's dealt with but let's like that's not the main focus of you know we've still got a decent team to put out there we've got strength oh, we have depth. we have but when you're not playing your 25 goal season striker and no reasons given people will jump to the wrong conclusions I think um, so my views good win a few people said it was a smash and grab which sounds fine to me uh, we defended well and took our chances by capitalising on our opposition's mistakes which is something that we didn't do last season <coughs> Um, two well taken goals and another three points happy for Kelly to get his first orange goal and delight for Palmer to get his first goal of the season you know I'm concerned by Simpson's omission and by the late communication of it and I'm also concerned by Paul McCallum's continued absence yeah so those are our views yeah. your views Boatsy got in touch with us and he said massive result today back to back wins Parks was immense and great to see Ollie and Kelly score well done Hess and Andy yeah at Gambino Snitch just said a win is a win is a win yeah at Georgie Orient important to get back to back wins hopefully go on a bit of a run now at Vince Howard 73 said excellent result weathered a stormy first half and took our chances when they came this shows Tuesday wasn't a one off good point 1881 Orient said what a result they say good teams win even when they are playing bad. On to Mansfield at home. Yeah, good, good, good point. That, yeah. Yeah. Angel Davis 2412, uh, who was also flag bearing on the pitch on Tuesday night, said Orient fans are too quick to moan and complain so early into the season. At David Medjix, it was ugly, but it's a win. Have to be clinical to win football matches, and thankfully we were. Yeah. At Teresa E17, said a brilliant win. Ollie did us proud. Giorgio Irwin, 77. Not very not, not very creative performance, but great results. Sometimes we just need to get the job done. Yeah, at IR Matthews FC, said Palmer always gives 100% and deserves his success. At Nickel Mighty, 79. Those are exactly the sort of wins we need if we want any chance of promotion. Three points and Alex Chisek was class. Yeah, good point, actually. Yeah. At Steve Cab, 1-2-1, says, Please, we are up to fourth, but I'm not getting too carried away as we haven't played anyone in the top half of the league yet. At MP Allen, 2-2-2, two, two, two. how many people would have had Palmer as our first striker to score in the league? Deserves it, though, for all his hard work. Yeah, good point. First striker to score in the league for him this season. At Dear Stu, so playing ugly and winning is a sign of a team that want one thing, promotion. So pleased for Ollie as well. Hashtag dare to dream. What do you mean that he's the first player to score in the first league? First striker to score for Orient in the league this season. Ah, right, okay. Um, at Forza Orient, get a mention out for Big Tom Park, guys. This man was a machine today. Should be captain, in my opinion. Point. At John Macker, 1977. It's a great win considering the performance. For me, the turning point was going in at half-time 0-0. Grimsby must have been frustrated because of all the attempts that they had. But that's football. Massive boost for our boys and we go again Saturday. At Kai Showing, thanks for your uh, rather lengthy um, message but we've had to trim it down. Uh, But you made a really good point in that it was a good result for us considering the pressure we found ourselves under in the first half. If it hadn't been for Alex Trissett, we would have been looking at having to come back from four or five goals down. The second half was better but rather than forced chances we ended up having to exploit mistakes they made. So despite the scoreline and being understandably happy with three points it still felt like a game that they lost rather than one that we won. Yeah good points there and good points from everyone. So thanks again for all your tweets. Um, again we can't read them all out but we've mentioned what we can so thanks for all the tweets. So moving on to the Prediction League again on Saturday. Loads and loads of predictions. 
and an, a ton of right answers. Um, so well done to everyone, and to especially M Palant two 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 at Mark Shepherd underscore seventy nine at Bogs Dollops one and at Johnny underscore two six nine nine who predicted the correct result and one of the scorers to get a bonus point. So that means the prediction league at Mark Shepherd underscore seventy nine is top of the prediction league on seven points already. At Giorgio Irwin, at Lee Gibbs one at Nina Barone twenty seven and Robert Locke. 14, all second on six points. That's two out of four correct predictions for these guys and a bonus point for Mark mm. Shepard. So also loads of people on four points already and loads of people on three points, so all to play for. So we'll be putting up the full, premier, the full prediction league table on our Facebook page after every match, but the most current one is currently on our Facebook page at Orient Outlook Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, that's it. So the Fancy Football League, we have started one of those up if you are interested in joining it. So far we've got 50 players. Got 50 five players. zero that's players. It's quite a serious league. Yes. Um, in your own Outlook podcast league and currently Jack Snelling is top of the league by just one point. So very, very tight but it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, so well done Jack and you're in 35, 35th <laughs> I'm place. I'm 35th place but... Like, we'll you, have said, a look at that, like right. you said, it's a marathon, not, not a sprint. sprint. So why don't we have one in there? Um, and if you want to join, um, just look at our previous Twitter um, timeline for the code or DM us and we'll give you the code if you can't find it. That's it. So Sunday 21st of August, the Orient women's team got their season off to a perfect start. So their first league match, they beat Alsford ladies 4-0 at Marland Stadium. So another win for those ladies. Clean sheet as well. Yeah, um, well done, Monday the 22nd of August, Alex Chissette was named in the EFL Team of the Week for his display at Grimsby. So well done to Alex. That's good to see players getting recognition. So Massey last week for his performance yeah. against Stephen Eugene this week. Chisette. So yeah. also Monday we've done another caption competition following the Grimsby match. This time it was Hess who was a lucky man. As a photo of him with his hand in the air as he was sat next to Adrian Martin and Danny Webb again. Some superb comments, some brilliant comments. Uh, it would be fair to mention any, t- as it would be fair to leave people out. So again, thanks to everyone who replied to it. So again, that's on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, it is just a bit of fun. Um, we will, uh, uh, you know, when we haven't got two games in a week, maybe read a few of them out. But, um, yes, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, thank you for, to everybody who does reply. They are gen- We do generally, genuinely read every yeah. single, we both read every single one, so it's, it's brilliant. So thank you for that. Yep, yeah. so moving on to today. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday, 23rd of August, started with a happy 31st, 34th birthday to the forgotten man, I guess, in a yeah. way. Millwall legend. One of. Alan Dunn. <laughs> Done it the hard way. Um, Very good, like it. And he retweeted it, and someone tweeted him saying, that is a straight red card for retweeting your own birthday, your own happy birthday message. So, um, happy birthday, Alan. Yeah. Don't, we don't know what's going on with Alan Dunn, but whatever it is, he hasn't got a squad number, and it's a bit ridiculous that we're paying a player, bit an experienced pro that... Um, that can't can't even get a bloody squad number. Well, when you think how hard they're probably trying to get Jay Simpson out of the club, allegedly, because of his high wage, and to have Dunn sitting there, not, you know... Bit silly, but yeah, we digress. So we're up to date now. Uh, it's time it, to yeah. move on to the positives and negatives over the last week and a half. So I'll do positives. So loads of positives, but we've just got it down to three this week. So two wins in the last week and a half. So brilliant performances. Also, as Paul mentioned earlier, two clean sheets, which is great <coughs> from a defensive point of view. Uh, and also two goals in midweek from Gavin Massey, who looks like he's going to be a real important player, as previously mentioned. But I guess a positive is those three attacking midfielders, Massey, Cornick, Cox as a unit, all can score goals, all can cross the ball well. It's a formation that works to the strengths of the players. Absolutely, and if they they all stay fit, that's the big thing for me. If they can keep those three players fit, I mean, that's... That's, that's key, that's, isn't it? That's key, yeah. Negatives this week, unfortunately, as we mentioned, with Paul McCallum, what's going on there? Yeah. The squad's yeah. looking a bit light again now that Moore and Nandwale have left yeah, and I mean, the McCallum unknown. I mean, from having, you know, a squad of strength for depth, you know, there's Nandwale and Moore, you know, even though not first-teamers, good squad players, yeah. good squad players who were first-teamers last season. Yeah. Um, and they've gone... Yeah, poor communication from the club regarding Jay Simpson's injury yeah. that relates to the Grimsby game where he yeah, pulled out. I, I say it could have been done much better in my eyes and stuff. I don't know if you would yeah. agree with that. And that's not, a, that's not a slight against Colin Absolutely. or, no, or no, 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 uh, Charlie. No, 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 anyone. It's, it's just the, the information feeding itself yeah. up, really. Um, but yeah, so those are the positives and negatives of the yeah. week. We now move on to the hero of the week, which probably won't take uh, much guessing for, for those that uh, are interested. Yeah. Uh, and this week... Hero of the week. To, yeah, Hero of the Week is Gavin Massey. Yeah. So well done, Gav. Well done, Gav. Okay, 
two goals against Stevenage and another good performance against Grimsby. So well done, Gab. Um, so next week's fixtures to just one fixture coming up this week as Mansfield visit Brisbane Road on Saturday. Uh, Mansfield lost 2-0 away to Plymouth on Saturday um, and find themselves 7th in League 2 with the same amount of points as us. So it's a pretty big match, actually. We'll beat them. We'll go three points ahead of them. Uh, and again, another one of Ollie Palmer's former clubs. And hopefully he'll score like he did against Grimsby. Against another former club of his there. Yep, absolutely. So that is it for us this week. Thank you very much for joining us for episode 76. It's been a fantastic week for Orient with two wins as we climb up the League 2 table. However, been a few negatives, unfortunately. It appeared Simpson was staying prior to Stevenage. But now... Nobody truly knows what's going on. Um, nobody knows, and obviously, what's going on with Paul McCallum. Obviously, if we find anything out, we'll let you know. So keep your eyes peeled to our social media accounts, which is at Orient Outlook on Twitter, or yes. search Facebook Orient Outlook Podcast. We'll let you know of any news. Yep. So we will be back. Yep. So you're off on holiday now. I am, man. So you're off on holiday. Um, and you return just in time for episode 77, <laughs> which will be on the Sunday 11th of September in the evening. So we're off now for two weeks and we're here on the 11th of September. Um, so that will be episode 77. In the evening. In the evening. Yeah. So, so thank you very much to everybody who's contributed for getting in touch, for listening, for downloading, wherever you are in the world. There was an email that came in from Steve um, in the US and um, we thank you very much for getting in touch. Um, keep in it. touch with yeah. us. Keep calm. Listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. And up the O's, we're going to play you Barry Galvin's song now yep. um, to play it out. Have a great two and a half weeks. And hopefully when we come back, we'll be top of the league. Up the O's. Have a nice holiday, Paul. Thanks, mate. <laughs> up the O's. Thank you.